And I'm Dr. Leviathan. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta. Tonight we have, again, Homicidal Lou. So, if you haven't listened to our April Fool's episode, um, Homicidal Lou is essentially about the brother of of Jeff, the killer, who survived his attack, um, but had the urge to kill, has the same urge to kill as Jeff, but holds it down, um, gains a girlfriend... They well, he holds it down for his girlfriend. Yeah, he holds it down for the girlfriend. Um, he finds his calling. He finds a way to keep it under control by killing criminals. Uh, but then a criminal kills his girlfriend. So then he decides to take it out on the rest of the world and become something like Jeff. So that's the quickest rundown I think we've ever done. <laughs> well, but it's because we did the big rundown in the yeah. April episode. So this is more or less what we actually thought of Homicidal Lou. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll start off. This one was done um, in Spanish originally, uh, but somebody decided, a, a couple of people have decided to translate it to English, and very shittily, I might add. Yeah. It, um, they like barely they used ran it through Google, Google Translate. Translate, and, like, just, that's it. That's all they did to it. They didn't try and, you know, fix it afterwards. Yeah. So... There's yeah. a lot of just... It's hard to read. There's a lot of shit that just does not yeah. make sense. Like, I had about an hour or two of doing nothing, um, and I knew I had to read this for the April Fool's episode, and it was just... If I didn't have that hour or so of, like, just sitting around in a in a place, I probably wouldn't have gotten very far in the story. Because <laughs> I kept constantly having to, like, mentally... Like, I my, like my mental, my, uh, mental faculties were working a little overtime on this one, trying to just keep, like, okay, that's what he meant here, or this is what he meant here, okay. Yeah. To keep like, the flow of the story and the narrative going. When I find other, like, grammatical errors, I usually just read over them yeah. and fix it, just, you know, subconsciously almost. Um, but this, well... You just can't do that. You actually have to, like, okay, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um, and the writing itself isn't very good. It's, like, fan fiction. It felt very, like, if you've ever read, like, bad fan fiction, um, or just, like, a, a high schoolers, <laughs> like, like fan fiction about, like, hit the perfect day or, or something like that. Shades of Grey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I haven't actually read it myself. I I've just heard like it's... to make fun of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've heard it's actually a, it originated from a fan fiction of Twilight. So yeah, I think you heard it from me. Okay, probably. And I am a credible source. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just like the dialogue is really kind of painful in spots. Like, um, and they just like t- I, again, I don't know if it's because of the translation problems, like the pro of the error with that, but. It just filmed very forced a I lot of the time. It, I, I, I think it's a combination of the translation and of the bad, bad dialogue. Yeah. Um, their, bad dialogue poorly translated makes it just truly painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, that's the best way to put it. Probably. Um, there is a part in this uh, that I think I touched on in the April Fool's episode where they mention apparently Jane the Killer, um, or they, but I didn't even, like, when I read through the story, I didn't even realize that that was 
pertaining to that. It just mentioned that there was a victim that of Jeff's that had been bleached with like white gasoline or something like that, or there was something some convoluted thing there. And then I even looked down in the comment. I was I had like the comments of this are hilarious, are entertaining as hell because of people like freaking out over the like the same things we're freaking out over. <laughs> but uh, somebody mentions like, oh, that was a, that was an interesting touch to have uh, Jane the Killer. Is like, what is that? What was that? Like, it was just like, how did you draw like? things to that like how did you draw um fuck i can't remember the word connections yeah how did you draw connections to that like <laughs> i yeah i honestly didn't catch it but i also haven't read jane the killer because you know i feel it's like my ju- life has been <laughs> painful enough yeah uh what with jeff and now homicidal Lou. so <laughs> yeah um yeah and just like the whole it's very tropey well in it's, it's not like tropey. It's just bad. But um, okay, in Jeff the Killer, you, you got the sense that Jeff was always a homicidal maniac who just hadn't killed yet, like up yeah. until he snaps. And Lou wasn't a homicidal maniac. He had those at tendencies. All. He was no. That Lou was just a normal kid. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, in the you mean in, in Jeff the Killer's group of us? Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Because yeah. I said in Jeff Sorry, the yeah. Killer. So. Yeah. Jesus Christ, eat a dick. Um, <laughs> nice, thanks. All right. But in this one, you know, it's just like, okay, Lou is totally not a killer, but then he wakes up after his attack, and he's like, oh, I just want to fucking kill. Indiscriminately. So, like, so much pain. I need to kill. Yeah, yeah. That just doesn't happen. Yeah, like, like I just... Like I think they describe it like like he was like in so much pain that he just like he met his sanity just snapped like I don't know like I, I it's hard to it's hard to say because like he was also like immobilized so like for like days or weeks on end and so like that might have like also pulled away at his mental stress but I mean it's still like I'm giving no, it too no, much credit no. it, it's incredibly un it's com- incredibly not feasible that this would happen and i'm sure someone can completely you know say i'm full of shit on this but th- and if that, so that's like, just not like how crazy describe. works right yeah <laughs> you know it's usually you someone something... who is a completely normal well-adjusted individual doesn't go through a single experience and just like fuck i gotta kill yeah like that said though i mean like People can like be pushed over the edge, but he wasn't pushed over the edge. I mean, it, it was pretty Pushing dramatic. Over the but... edge is is more of a slow burn than like culminating in you know larger and larger events as it goes. Whereas this is just like really <laughs> bad <laughs> shit. I've got to kill. Yeah. Um. <laughs> now I did appreciate the fact that he's like, oh, I've got to kill. But he finds a reason not to. Or not to kill the one good thing in his life? Well, no, he finds a reason not to kill. So, but he still has the urge, so he solves it by, you know, getting rid of, shall we say, undesirables. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's good. This is not the venue to explore it. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, neat idea. Just, like, I mean, completely unexplored in this. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, yeah, it doesn't go into, I mean, I guess it's a good thing and a bad thing that he didn't go into detail of, like, how he was coping, like, by killing off these people and stuff like that, but, um, 
Yeah, and they just, like, they had, like, really weird details a lot of the time. Like, I don't know, it's just, like, it's, like, he, uh, he murdered that, the one person and got blood splatter on it, but luckily it was a leather jacket. <laughs> and so then he went and bought, le- bought leather, uh, leather, uh, pants. Like. Yeah, just, and then, like. So he could bleach them in white gasoline. What? Yeah, for no reason. Like, that, that's in the story for no reason. Yeah. And it adds nothing, and all it does is make you kind of scratch your head. Like, white gasoline? I kind of attribute that to being bleach, bleach, but yeah. But why would you bleach leather? That could have been... Yeah, exactly. Like, there are so many questions that come up, probably just because of a translation a lot of the time. Yeah. And sometimes just because... Also, someone read a bad creepy pasta and loved it, and then did fan fiction of it. And fan fiction is always, well, quite often lesser than the, <laughs> the thing previous that, product. Yeah, so not all the time, but most of the time. Then um, you end up with a fanfic that's worse than Jeff the Killer when Jeff the Killer was pretty bad, pretty down to the bottom of that barrel, pretty horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does surprise me that, like, so many kids, it seems, like, high schoolers and whatnot, love, like, at least in, like, com- the comments and stuff I've read of Jeff the Killer and Jane the Killer and all the other bad, like, spin-offs that have come out of Jeff. They just, they seem to, like, really enjoy this type of thing. So it's, like, some kind of weird, morbid fantasy. I don't know. It, it's it's kind of baffling to me. <laughs> it's just like, why would you like this? Like, this is a killer. Why are you rooting for... Why do you think this guy's cute? Like, it's just... Uh, ugh. It's... It's part of the whole... I'm assuming, anyway. I mean, this is very fucking baseline analysis here, but it, it's probably something to do with the fact that, you know, um, a lot of people that age, they just don't feel empowered in general like i mean regardless of anything else like race gender sexual orientation people of that age just in general feel less than less empowered than they have as you know younger kids or will as adults yeah and this is i mean Jeff the Killer, I mean, I, I can't even begin to guess what the fuck Lou says to these people, but Jeff the yeah. Killer is someone who, you know, got stepped on, but refused to be stepped on, and, you know, lashed out violently. Yeah. Which is something that most people, and I'm just thinking back to my high school years and my, you know, like, teenage years, I'm guessing that a lot of people at that age kind of would like to, but don't because, you know, they understand they're not psychopaths. Yeah, they're not sociopaths. Or, yeah, they're not psychopaths. So psychos, they so. understand that, you know, there are consequences, um, not even for them, but, like, I mean, if you go on a fucking killing spree... Your whole family and, The like, pain people, doesn't stop no. with your victims. It goes to their families. It's your family. I mean, you know... Yeah. It's you because you're more than likely going to get caught. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of... Maybe not, like, wish fulfillment, because people don't really want to, want do it, to but, but they, they... kind of would like to, they would like to, but they're not going to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's It seems like that kind of thing. It also seems like it's, um, this came up actually <clears throat> with the Magnola case um, a couple months ago, uh, where uh, when that dude, that creepy dude in uh, Quebec got uh, captured, or got, got caught for, you know, killing his roommate or, and like sending body parts to places um he's in prison right now and he's in uh, court but 
while he was in prison, this this woman from Ontario started friggin' sending him um, like emails and stuff, and wanted to have his kids and wanted to be his wife and stuff like that. Like for some reason, she was super infatuated with him. So I'm wondering if it's something. Oh, like... there's lots of people yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah, that's, that's... What I, yeah. I'm just I'm giving that as an example of another like maybe another reason why people just for some reason get infatuated with these killer characters. Eh, I, I attribute that more to just having a whole slew of issues and probably you know what maybe i'm a little bit of a dick and not really giving them the fair consideration that one should but i mean seriously you're you're trying to hit on you know someone who is a clearly clearly fucked up individual yeah exactly but uh back to the story (laughs) um also, I love like again another thing. Uh, th- I don't love it in that like I enjoyed it. I just I found it very funny when um, the girlfriend who uh, apparently had like that like the mother uh, and father thing syndrome from like Marty uh, like the McFlies, where like they felt like she she fell in love with uh, Lou like by taking care of him and some of that um, like that thing that nurses apparently do where they fall in love with their uh, their patients. So it's it is a thing I've heard of it, but anyway, um, it seemed like that there he like whoever was whoever wrote this was going for that kind of like thing that was happening. I really? assume I just attribute it to poor writing. True, that could be it too. Like, oh, we need to, you know, in order for him to blah he needs blah to have blah, love. he needs a love interest. Let's have it be the nurse. Yeah, pretty much. That that's, that's I honestly just attribute that to just shit writing. It could be, yeah, it could be that one too. But um, yeah, saying that someone's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna throw in this, you know, no, no that's okay. giving them this way too, too much credit. credit. Yeah, um, that's actually not what I meant to say though. Uh, also, uh, so that there's that. But um, when he wakes up and they meet for the first time, and they start talking. It's like, oh well, you need a place to stay because you probably don't want to go to your uh, your uh, you know the crime scene that is your house and it's a bloodbath. Blah blah blah. So you can stay at my place. Um, since my my parents are uh, died in a car accident, you can just we have spare rooms. That like made me chuckle so bad because it was like what? Like it was just so I don't know. It, it just felt so like stupid. Well, again, it was just bad writing. Bad writing. But it, I, I just liked like it, like in terms of like moments <clears> that were <throat> that I, I the small <clears throat> semblance of enjoyment I got from the from reading this. It was for the wrong thing for the for the story it was intending, but it was hilarious. Oh God, this whole story is like that. I mean, you're like, I genuinely enjoyed myself reading this, but not because I was reading something that was good or entertaining me, but because it was just. So delightfully bad. Is is this the room? (laughs) uh, No, no. That's not delightfully bad. That's painfully bad. This is like... I don't know. (laughs) Why can't I think of any of the really horrible movies I like? (laughs) We can can pause for a second. You can figure out. (laughs) This is like Monkey Shines. You know? It's just really bad. So bad. But you kind of enjoy the whole... It doesn't make any fucking sense, ride. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about this one that we didn't cover, or any kind of clarifications from the previous, from our previous episode. Um, no, I think. Um, have we? Except for the fact that it was definitely, definitely not liked. No. Yeah. I think this is not good pasta, but it was an entertaining read. Yeah. So, actually, I guess with that, 
Would we still recommend it or no? Nope. <laughs> no, not at all. Not even for the train wreck. Okay. Because um, I, I, I was honestly going to say no for it regardless. Train but. wrecks are a case-by-case thing. Like, not everyone likes the same train wrecks. Like, yeah. if you ask ten different people what their favorite bad movie is, I think we all have one, like yeah. a guilty pleasure or whatever, what have you, you're going to get ten different answers most of the time. <clears throat> and, yeah, like... I don't, I can't recommend a train wreck to someone based on the fact that I had enjoyed my time reading it, because they probably won't. Because it's really, really bad. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, that that's my stance on this. I mean, that and to recommend to this and... to people means that, well, first you're gonna have to read Jeff the Killer, and that's just something that shouldn't be forced on people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, yes, I see. I see what you did there, Leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need we needed that episode for the show. Uh huh. I like to think we're doing some good with this with this show, where we are like we're creating awareness some in some cases for the bad ones, and you know we have to suffer sometimes for the good of the people. We're doing it for you, audience. <laughs> Uh, and with that out of the way, because that's pretty much it for Homicide Lou, uh, we have a side order of uh, The Boy Who Loved to Read. So this one is really short. It's a micropasta. It's also a parody pasta, and you'll see why. Once there was a boy who loved to read, he read everything in a bookstore and asked the owner if there was anything else he could uh, read. The book, st- book ah, this proprietor, there we go, <laughs> sold him a book for $50, but it warned him to never read the first page. And the boy finished the book and was always perpetually curious about what was on the first page, and he read the first page and saw that the book was only worth $7. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> yeah. It is literally two Also, <laughs> I kind of gotta say, if the kid read everything in a bookstore... Yeah. Why did the guy just bring... Is this kid Richie Rich? <laughs> Or, oh yeah, like, did he owe the proprietor way more than $50 because he read all the books without paying for any of them? Yeah, like, it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, I could understand maybe if it was... So, I mean, yeah, like, as, as a parody, it fails because... Yeah, because it ask, it's asking too many questions at this point because it's like... I even caught on that, like, when we were reading it. It was like, wait, why is he read... If he's read everything in this bookstore... Why hasn't the guy come up, has, does the guy have, like, new, like, subscriptions in, or, like, some new product coming in every week or something? Like, yeah. Like, well. is the kid read that much? Also, yeah, who, what kid fucking spends 50 bucks on a book if you're not rich? Well, I mean, hey, if you love to read, you spend your free money on books. I remember being that kid. Yeah. You know, I, I loved going to the used bookstore because I got the most bang for my buck at that place. I was paying, like, you know, I don't know, fucking five bucks a book. Yeah. Probably less. I don't know. It was ridiculous. I could go in there and get, like, a, like I could go in there at the like end of the school year and get a summer's worth of books. And, I mean, when I was a kid, summer was the time where I got to read because I didn't fucking go to school. I didn't have to, like, I just... You weren't forced to do one books, read books you didn't want to. Yeah, I was home during the day when there's nothing on TV. And, I mean, that's back when I had only had four channels. Now I've got, you know, a couple of hundred and there's Plus still Netflix. nothing on TV. <laughs> yeah. So... Obviously, there was really nothing worth watching on TV then. Like, I had free time to read books, and I could, you know, walk in with, you know, 
a, not a large amount of... Yeah, I like didn't even need like... to spend $50 on... Anywho, that's yeah. just my love of used bookstores. Yeah. <laughs> so, Go support your local used bookstore. <laughs> however, what I'm saying is that I can totally identify with kids spending $50 on books. Okay. I don't know, I just, yeah, I thought it was a little, like, I was just thinking, I was like, why does this kid have 50 bucks? <laughs> but I guess, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a parody pasta, so, I mean, it's, it's it has a, it has a, a quaint little twist at the end, or, like, it, it has a quaint little thing at the end, which is kind of humorous, and it does try and treat itself like a creepy thing until the very end, like, giving the book the title Death and some yeah. of that, and, but, yeah, there's it, not, it, it's, I don't know. I think it kind of fails as a parody because, like, just a moment's thought about what you're what you've just read just completely destroys the premise. Yeah, like yeah, having to rethink on, on that every level. level, and it's just like it was kind of funny, but yeah, this is a parody in the vein that the scary movie movies are parodies. <laughs> yeah, like oh. Uh. You know, don't get me wrong, I enjoy parodies. I mean, you know, things like Spaceballs, Robin Hood, Men in Tights, the Hot Shots, uh, well, the two movies in the Hot Shots uh, series. Yeah, the Naked Gun. Like, (laughs) I haven't really seen them, but I'm Uh. sure I would enjoy them just because, yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, people, I don't know, just in general, calling this a parody pasta just kind of makes me weep for what has happened to parody in general. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's, like, there's no thought. I mean, at least it's not just, you know, dick and fart joke, but... Yeah, exactly. It's still... I don't know. It, it's silly on the face of it. Yeah, it could have used a little bit more thought onto, like, just so, like, so that you do, it doesn't leave the reader thinking <laughs> too heavily on it. But then again, maybe they were trying to... Uh, they're hoping that people wouldn't think too heavily on it, but... Not yeah, excuse, but well, if, if anything, that's just a further complaint because yeah. people are stupid enough. We don't need other people asking them to be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Um, I know. I I, I want to recommend this one just because it it's uh, more or less, like more or like just because it was just okay. Like, unless you listen to my recap of it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine. Yeah, I just realized. Yeah, okay. Because I kind of fucking ruined I just realized. it. Uh, also, you actually re- you almost like read the entire thing. Pretty much. So, I yeah. Mean, unless you listen to that, <laughs> yeah, sure, go ahead and read it. Um, or maybe not. Okay. Um, I would recommend it just because you know what it was. It was cute. It was innocent. I mean, it doesn't take any time at all. <laughs> you know, I can tear it apart because yeah, you know what? It's not. You know, if you give it a moment's thought, it just kind of does not hold it falls up apart. to the scrutiny at all. But at the same time, you know what? It was cute. It was fun, and I don't think it was. I don't know. There's an innocence to it. Yeah, and. I'm a I mean, sucker for innocence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's certainly not a creepy, like creepy at all. But it's just it has a cute little ending. And so. also, you know, a kid who loved to read. Yeah. Win. <laughs> Hooray for fictional characters who like to read. So that was our episode. Uh, if you liked what you heard, if you didn't like what you heard, um, like, comment, and subscribe wherever this gets posted. Um, we're on iTunes, so send us a review. That'd be awesome. Uh, we're on Twitter at Dr. Leviathan and Review Cultist. 
And you can also send us an email at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also send us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like to see us discuss on the show. Uh, we're also on Tumblr. Um, Facebook. Hmm? Oh, yeah. We're also on Tumblr and Facebook. So just type in the name and you'll probably find it in the search. And until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. And I'm still Dr. Leviathan. And this has been Aldente Rigamortis. Sleep well.